The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we will learn to utilize each of them to the maximum and learn to make decisions about what we want and how we want to feel. What a concept, and one we will explore today on the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. On our program, we'll address who you are, why you're here on this planet, how to go within, how to come to know what you believe, and why. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from truly very sunny Arizona. Summer is upon us, and unfortunately, parts of Arizona are burning, as you may have heard on the news. We um, ask for help for those people. We, we Our hearts go out to them. You know, the weather this year has been so incredibly bizarre and so many people are left in need. Let's don't forget them and don't forget to do whatever it is we can do to help them out. You know that this show is sort of an outgrowth of the blog, the self-improvement blog. I've been doing that for three or four years now. Self-improvement's been my passion for a long time. I, I've done hypnotherapy and counseling. I've been in nursing all my life. So it's a topic that's, you know, interesting to me and close to my heart. But never have people been as interested in self-improvement uh, as it is now. And just the term itself is interesting to me. Self-improvement, like that's something new. Actually, when you come right down to the bottom of it, all improvement is self-improvement. You know, it may come to you with the help of a guidance counselor, a minister, a psychotherapist, a coach, you know, from any number of people, a good friend. They can give you advice. They can counsel you. They can order you. They can listen to you on the couch for hours and hours and hours. But if change is going to take place, it's because the self of you wanted to make a change. For the better. So all improvement is basically self-improvement. goes back to that trite old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You can tell somebody how they need to be changed, but until they want to, it's not going to happen. The first self-help book was published in 1859, and its title was, get this, Self-Help. In the, in the, in 1936, Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People was published and followed not too long after by James Allen as a man thinketh. And then Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich in 1937. All of these are forerunners of the explosion that really started happening in the 60s. And these are all very valid, very vital books. And if you haven't read those, I really encourage you to get them. Uh, before you before you read anything else, get these and, and get some of Nathaniel Brandon's work as well. 
People have always sought for what they thought was the truth or what they believed to be the truth. They've wanted answers to the questions, who am I and why am I here? They wanted to do better, be better, be happier. They usually turn to the church and to holy men for the answers, but you know what? Communications that we know today have changed a lot of that. With printing presses, radio, television, and now the Internet, uh, and, and especially with the social networking, communications have developed that make the exchange of ideas and beliefs much easier, much simpler, and we're seeing change around the globe as we learn about other people and their their situations, their beliefs, um, all of those things. In the 60s, we began to see more and more books on things like how to make your marriage work, how to be more assertive. Nathaniel Brandon started writing about self-esteem. Uh, his first book out on the shelf was The Psychology of Self-Esteem and made some great, great changes in how we think about helping people. Now, if you just Google self-improvement or self-help or self-esteem, you get pages and pages of websites and blogs dedicated to all avenues of self-care. Uh, you, you can find these sites that have a, a, an Eastern flavor, a Christian influence, a humanist agenda, or a mix uh, of all kinds of interesting beliefs and uh, knowledge and wisdom. There's a lot of touchy-feely stuff out there and what some people consider woo-woo. Uh, there's some really solid food out there. We've got to have some dessert, though, don't we? There's something out there for everybody. It's estimated. Now, here's I want you to pay attention. It's estimated that the self-help market has become a $48 billion a year industry in the United States alone. Yes, I said billion. So a lot of people are wanting to hop on this bandwagon. You know, the biggest topics are weight loss, stress management, self-esteem, beauty. Almost everybody has a book on weight loss now, how to how to gain weight in five easy bites or how to lose weight by eating nothing or, you know, whatever. It's estimated that the self-help market has become a $48 billion industry because people are so hungry for help, number one, and number two, because a lot of people just want to make money from it. So be careful what you read. Take a look and see where they're coming from. See if they're solid. And if you get into a book and you're feeling that this is not right for you, put it down. Find something that does feel right for you because nothing is one size fits all. We are not the same. We're each one individually beautifully unique. So one book doesn't fit all just like one size of anything doesn't fit all. My guest today is an expert on the subject of self-esteem. He's written a book and he's come up through the ranks so he knows what he's talking about. Self-improvement has been a driving force in the life and career of Raymond or Ray Scudder. He was born and raised in a poor neighborhood of South Central L.A. And you guys have heard about South Central L.A. He went on to enjoy a distinguished 45-year career as a human resources and quality improvement professional. He's a graduate of the University of Southern California with a B.S. degree in public administration. He's a six. Sigma Certified Process Improvement Specialist. And that tells you a lot right there about where Ray's coming from. And we'll talk about Six Sigma as we go along. 
Ray served as director of human resources for one of the largest medical centers in the state of Oregon and then as vice president of human resources and quality management for one of the largest medical centers in the state of Washington. You can't do that without knowing something about human nature and what helps people improve. Ray says he loves work, loved working in the medical field because the people in it are so dedicated to helping others. In 1994, he founded Human Resources Consulting and Training, which provided consulting and employee training programs to over 30 hospitals in the Pacific Northwest and served as its president until he retired in 2006. He still lives in Washington and Lake Stevens. He's the author of a new book, How to Improve Your Life, The Successful Way to Improve Your Health, Relationships, Career, Personal Finances, and yourself. And I love this book. It's my privilege to introduce to you Ray Scudder. Hi, Ray. How are you? Hi, Irene. It's a real privilege and an honor just to be on your show, and I thank you very, very much for inviting me. Oh, you're so, so welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, who, who are you? What do you do? What's your passion now that you're retired? A little bit about letting us know who Ray Scudder is. Well, I, uh, you've pretty much covered uh, kind of my <laughs> career, <laughs> uh, so I might tell you a little bit about me personally. Uh, uh, even though I'm out of retired after spending 45 years in human resources and quality improvement, I've also been married for 45 years uh, to my lovely wife, Jan, and uh, we have three wonderful daughters. Uh, one is a uh, nurse, uh, like yourself. Uh, one is an attorney. And one is a fitness specialist. Well, you've got the bases covered. <laughs> we also have uh, three remarkable granddaughters. So uh, most of my life I have been uh, surrounded by women. And uh, I will say, however, uh, three months ago, our youngest daughter uh, presented my wife and I with our first grandson. And, How uh, uh, You know, what a joy he is. He's just... Uh, uh, cute as can be, healthy, and uh, he just every morning wakes up with a smile. Uh, our uh, one daughter does live in uh, in Seattle, and the rest of the family lives about thirty miles north of Seattle. So we're all still pretty, you know, pretty close distance wise. So. And it sounds like you're about the proudest grandfather around. I, I am. I hate to say it. I'm just still bursting with joy. <laughs> You know what? That's wonderful. So, let's. What led you to write this book? You know, wh- how did you get into this? Uh, you know, uh, in terms of how I came to write it, I I might be a little different than many authors. Um, throughout my ni- uh, throughout my whole life, I never really had any great aspirations to to write a book. Uh, but after I retired, I you know. I, had a little more time on my hands, and I, you know, I started thinking about things that I could still do and, and still pr- be productive. And a couple of kind of thoughts came together. Uh, one was, you know, thinking about what can I do that you know uh, will help other people, and another thought was uh, about my grandkids. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of hate to say this, but I didn't, uh, I don't remember my grandfather, and so I. I kind of had some thoughts about, you know, what could I do that would kind of uh, give my grandkids a sense of me and, uh, uh, you know, leave something to remember me by. And so kind of slowly the idea started coming to me. Um, 
Well, maybe I could share the things that have, you know, uh, helped me the most in my life. And uh, kind of from that, a book seemed like maybe the way to do it. Um, you know, it would be something that would help the grandkids and help others. And um, uh, so I wrote the book, and I'm glad I did. Uh, uh, the book is certainly not a literary masterpiece, but I think it has a lot of, you know, down-to-earth good advice that that comes from experience and comes from the heart. Uh, I would agree with that. I've read a number of literary masterpieces that didn't help me at all. But if I really needed to get some direction about where to go for some help, for some how, how I would even get started in self-improvement, I would hope somebody would hand me your book. Okay. Uh, I, I find it very basic. And I think that's a really positive thing. We need some basic. Uh, we have a lot of people who go off in great depth about things that don't necessarily apply to everybody. Everybody doesn't know where to get started. What, what things do you think are different about your book compared to other self-improvement books? I mean, I just said named one, but you know, what, what do you think? Yeah, and thank you for that. Uh, uh, I, I guess, you know, I, I think I put on the back cover of the book, you know, if, if you don't know where to start in improvement, you know, read this book. Uh, I think, you know, most self-improvement books, uh, they, not all, but most of them tend to focus on improving maybe one aspect of, of someone's life, uh, you know, improving relationships or being positive thinker or improving your self-confidence and so forth. And my book is really about using a process uh, to improve, uh, you know, kind of a process that you can apply to improving anything in your life. Um, and, and the process that's in the book is, is really a combination of some traditional self-improvement uh, techniques, uh, such as thinking positively, uh, uh writing and uh, repeating what I call improvement statements uh, and and also envisioning what you want in life. Uh, but also part of the process are some modern quality improvement principles, uh, you know, such as prioritizing what you want to improve. I mean, you know, we can't just improve everything in one fell swoop. And um, another uh, quality improvement concept is continuous self-learning. And uh, and the last concept is uh, measuring your improvement. And, you know, the book does have a lot of recommendations and tips and suggestions uh, for improving various areas of your life. Uh, but probably the key focus of the book is to follow an improvement process to improve anything. Hold that thought. We'll come right back with that. That's a good place to go to break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Ray Scudder, talking about self-improvement. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take World Talk Radio on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Follow the World Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at World Talk Radio. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the World Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash World Talk Radio or follow along with us at World Talk Radio, the World Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? If you are dealing with chronic illness or a disability, at times you can feel lost with nowhere to turn. It doesn't have to be this way at all. You can become an active participant with your doctor in the healing process. Tune in to A Healthy Way to Be Sick with host Mark Lerner. Mark has developed techniques to make your healing a partnership. Each weekly show will cover four main topics and how you can take steps and hear from experts that know the value of patient participation. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is the self-improvement blog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the self-improvement show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the self-improvement show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest Ray Scudder. Uh, one of the things that I've learned over the years doing some counseling is that people sometimes come to you and they just know their life is not what they want. They're not happy. They don't know why. Their life doesn't seem to be working. They don't know why. And it takes a while for them to process through that. One of the things I see in your book, Ray, that I just really love is your life improvement scorecard. It's written like a, a true Six Sigma man. We'll talk about, <laughs> but you know, go th- go through this just a little bit. Describe to the listeners what you've done for them to help them figure out. And it, you know, sometimes you have all kinds of problems that are that are emerging, and once you re- you work with one, things begin to sort out. But you have a mix, and once you can see what mix you're working with, it makes it a whole lot easier. Talk about your 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 scorecard a little bit, Ray. Yeah, sure. Well, the whole concept behind the scorecard is that uh, people's um, everybody's priorities are different, and everybody's priorities change over time. Um, you know, as an example, you might uh, a relationship with a spouse isn't very important until you become married and have a spouse, and then it might become very important. And so really what the scorecard does is it, 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 it provides a list of all the different things in people's lives, and it asks you to really kind of rate, firstly, how important that particular aspect of your life is right now. And, uh, you know, you just provide a, uh, a little one-to-five rating scale that I provide. And after you kind of rate 
how important things are in your life, and then you go back and you rate how satisfied with you are. And, and again, a little one to five scale that uh, you know r- runs from very unsatisfied to very satisfied. Um, the next step is you just kind of multiply the two ratings together, and it gives you a priority score. Now, you know, the lower the scores are, uh, those are areas of your life uh, where you're more satisfied with them uh, uh, or they're less important to you. And the scores with the uh, the items that have high scores, these are the things that uh, are very important to you and you're not that satisfied with. And, of course, those become the logical targets of, of your improvement efforts. Uh, and you, you know, you you just can't improve everything. So I do suggest in the book that you know you focus on a, maybe three, four, or five items at a time. And you know, once you make improvements, well, you can you know go on and and do something else, but uh, or you know do some other improvements in other areas. But it's really a a technique that um, that just helps you prioritize what's important to you in your life and uh, what you're maybe not satisfied with in your life. Share with the listeners a little bit about the categories that you have them rating. You know, talk about these big categories because there's several of them. Uh, there's uh, oh, you what, what would start you out with health. And... Yeah, there's, there's the five major categories I think of of everybody's life. Uh, the first one, you know, being health, and you know. Uh, uh, aspects within that major category, you know, it could be your sleep habits, your dietary habits, uh, oral hygiene, physical activity, exercise, weight loss, your brain health, um, smoking, substance abuse. Hello. Uh, yeah. Just, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I'm listening. Illness, uh, you know, disease, injury, those, those kinds of things are kind of the sub-aspects of health that could be uh, uh, focuses of your improvement. Uh, another major area of the life would be uh, relationships and, you know, kind of subcategories there are with parents, spouse, partners, children, relatives, you know, in-laws, friends, or other people. Um, another major area of a person's life is their career and uh, you know how important and how satisfied are they with job satisfaction job performance compensation benefits uh, their employer uh, maybe if they're unemployed uh, you know they're going to have to deal with job search job opportunities job interviews uh, uh, the career field they're in um Another category is uh, obviously the key thing in everybody's life is personal finances and you know how how satisfied and is a person with their income, their savings, debt, spending, um, investments, re- retirement, uh, insurance, uh, you know those financial things. And then lastly, uh, obviously a major area of everybody's life is themselves and uh, you know that relates to personal qualities as well as you know skills and abilities that people have so uh, you know how satisfied are you with your uh, that you think positively uh, how 
you know, how good is your time management, uh, stress issues, uh, how pleased are you with your formal education, um, self-learning, uh, uh, things like self-talk, music appreciation, um, maybe self-limiting beliefs, and, um, and even how satisfied are you with your spirituality. So, you know, people, those are, you know, kind of guidelines, and then those are the kind of the typical areas of improvement in people's lives, but in each section there's also some things that, um, you know, spaces where you can add things that, you know, are particular to your life that are important to you. So Right. So when they finish this, you know, if they really take a good look at it, they can see um, a pretty good snapshot of themselves, where their strengths are, where their weaknesses are, where they need to work. So, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about Six Sigma and how it influenced the writing of your book. A lot of the listeners may not know Six Sigma, so give us a little thumbnail of what that is and how it influenced what you've done. Yeah, uh, it's a a quality improvement methodology or or way uh, to improve quality, and it's used by many businesses uh, to improve their products and their services. Uh, the term sigma actually means quality level. And at the sixth level, which is six sigma, uh, it means that you design processes, uh, to achieve no more than three errors per one million times that <laughs> a transaction happens. Uh, now that's you know that's almost near perfect quality levels and and actually there are a couple companies out there where that really isn't even enough. Uh, a good example is the airline industry. I mean you don't want to have three airplane crashes every million flights. So uh, uh, some places actually have to have higher qualities than that. Um, but Six Sigma does shoot for almost perfect quality levels. Uh, now. You know, I've used uh, some of the Six Sigma concepts in the book, uh, the one of prioritization, which we, we just talked about. Um, but another one is continuous learning, you know, learning from mistakes and uh, 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 using mistakes as opportunities to, to learn even more. And then lastly, a very important one is, uh, you know, measuring your improvement. And... Uh, certainly the improvement process that I designed uh, in the book, it isn't at a Six Sigma quality level, but it's a, it's a logical, well-thought-out process that's probably far superior than you know, not using any process at all to try and improve yourself. Absolutely. I think there could be a little challenge here of not... Of Thinking that you have to be perfect, and I don't think Ray's saying that, and I know I certainly am not. No, absolutely not, yeah. We're so unique, you know, each one of us. And, you know, one of the things I see as such a challenge is to get people not to think they have to be like anybody else. And, you know, a part of improvement is, and, and, and you know, you're, Kind of priorities, like I said, change over time. But, uh, but part of this is measuring your improvement. And as time goes on, you you need to get to a point where your 
satisfied with your level of improvement. And, and then, you know, you move on to other things. And uh, no one has to, uh, you know, someone doesn't have to become a millionaire to be satisfied with their financial condition. No. Uh, so I, I think uh, your point is extremely valid. This book is not designed to make you perfect by a long shot. You know, I, and some of these issues, like the ones you have under yourself, people get all uptight about, you know, some of these personal issues. And to me, it's when you don't, when you don't have to think about it anymore, when you're not uptight about it anymore, you know, when you're not dealing with it in your thinking process anymore, you've probably done it. What do you think about that statement? Uh, <laughs> well, that's a good question. Uh, I think uh, you know you, when you don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah, uh, actually, it's kind of an underlying concept that uh, you put into words here. Uh, when your behavior changes to the point that you're satisfied with it, your behavior becomes very automatic, and you don't think about it. <laughs> and you don't think about it. Right. You know, stress, for example. If I'm not always worried about how stressed I am, maybe I'm not so stressed anymore. Maybe I've done a good piece of that work. Yeah, yeah. I got you, didn't I? I didn't yeah, intend yeah, you did to on that one. <laughs> to do that, but it's just something that popped into my head, and I'm thinking, you know, there have been things in my life that I've really been concerned about and worried about, and I don't even think about them anymore, and I'm thinking, have I done that work? And when I go back and look at it, most of the time I have. Not always. Sometimes I've just buried it a little deeper, which we, we have to pay attention to. Yeah, I I use an example in the book that's kind of related to that. You know, when a person is uh, first learning how to drive a car with a manual transmission, you know, you you kind of keep instructing yourself what to do, you know, and at at some point your brain grasps it all, and you know, pretty soon it becomes totally automatic. And you know, years later, you don't even think about shifting gears. It just, you know, it just happens automatic. And so you've you've improved to the point where it, it just happens naturally. It's kind of like kids in the computer; they all know in, just innately what to do, and I still have to think about it. Yeah, they they amaze me. <laughs> yeah. And and right now, it's time for us to go to another break. Uh, we'll be back with more from Ray Scudder. I I hope you're enjoying him as much as I am. We'll be right back after this short commercial break. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword World Talk Radio. What's missing in your life? Do you feel like you've lost your identity? Are you trying to cope with a loss in your life? Are you trying so hard to be a people pleaser? Stop. Invest some time in Dr. Marla Sloan's program, Mind Over Matters. This program will help you find the answers to these questions and more. Dr. Marla's passion is to help people to be the best they can be. And this program does just that. Tune in to Mind Over Matters with Dr. Marla every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. 
You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. I'm here with my guest, Ray Scudder, who has written this lovely book, How to Improve Your Life, The Successful Way to Improve Your Health, Relationships, Career, Personal Finances, and Yourself. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could just wave a little magic wand and have all that happen? <laughs> Too bad it doesn't. You have some steps of imp- of the in, in your improvement process, Ray. Why don't you tell us about those steps of improvement? What's your process? I'd sure be glad to. Um, well, uh, step one is a pretty obvious one, and uh, and that's to think positively. And and I know people have uh, maybe heard that many many times before, uh, but you know it's not. Uh, always that easy a thing to do. I mean, especially if your life is stuck in poverty or uh, abusive relationships or addictions or things like that. But, you know, even even if you are stuck in difficult circumstances, uh, a person can become a positive thinker or, or an even more positive thinker uh, than they are. Uh, you know, improvement itself is pretty much doomed if you think you can't do things. Uh, so in the book, I, I try to provide some things that you can do uh, to develop a positive thinker. And it does take some practice. Um, as a exa- couple examples, um, you know, uh, identifying the negative thoughts you have about other people and uh, letting go of those negative thoughts as soon as possible, not let them you know, fester within you. Um, another example is uh, identifying the negative thoughts you have about yourself and letting go of those and actually replacing them with positive thoughts. So that, that's you know kind of a brief outline of, of step one. Um, uh, step two, uh, we've covered somewhat. It's you know to prioritize improvements. Uh, uh, we just don't have the time to. Do, you know, I think everybody's got about four hours of available time when you take all the things you have to do away. And uh, the scorecard that we talked about earlier is, uh, uh, you know, showing the various aspects of your life and how important they are to you and how satisfied you are with them. They, that gets you focused on what's most important to you and that you're least satisfied with, and those become the targets of, uh, of your improvement efforts. Um, step three is to write and repeat to yourself um, improvement <laughs> statements. Now, I'd like to differentiate what I call an improvement statement uh, from an affirmation. Uh, affirmations are, you know, very positive things, uh, but they they tend to be kind of uh, long and wordy. And an improvement statement is structured in a certain way so that you uh, instruct your mind what to do. Um, so uh, basically what you are doing is, you know, kind of constantly feeding yourself an instruction of, of 
something that you want to improve, something that you want out of life. Give us an example. Uh, well, I am a very positive thinker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, when I say they're structured that way, you know, every improvement <laughs> statement starts with I because you're the subject of improvement. Nobody else is. And uh, the second word in an improvement statement is very important. Uh, the mind kind of only deals in the present. And um, so the second word in, a, in an improvement statement is uh, a present tense verb. Uh, I am, I do, I enjoy. You know, it's not a, a past tense verb like I was or I did. And it's not a present or a future tense word like I wish or I want. And then the last half of an improvement statement is realistically what you want in life. Um, another example, and I'll give you an example of a, a poor improvement statement and a good one. Uh, you know, let's suppose you got $5 in your savings account and you want to start saving money. Uh, a, a poor improvement statement would be, I have $1 million in the bank. Uh, it's it's <laughs> yeah. just not realistic. So when I say realistic, it's, you know, something that's achievable within now anywhere from three months to a year and a half. Uh, so a, a better improvement statement there would be, um, you know, I have $2,000 in the bank. Now, you know, once you achieve that, then you write it again, only now I have $5,000 in the bank. Exactly. You know, I have uh, to tell you, this. I, I don't know why this popped into my head. When I first started getting into some of this, I was working with a woman who was helping me, and she told me that I needed to say 100 affirmations today, and I was supposed to say, every day in every way, I'm getting better, better, and better. And that's a lovely affirmation. Yeah. But she didn't say, I was supposed to really take it in and believe it and feel it and make right. it my own. I was just supposed to say it. And after about three or four days, I thought, this is the silliest thing I've ever done. And I stopped doing yeah. it. And then I learned what an affirmation really was. It wasn't just parroting off some words, but she didn't tell me that. And I'm thinking, this sure didn't work. And what you're saying makes so much sense and can be so powerful when you do it from a point of belief and uh, it becomes even more powerful when you use step four of the improvement process which is to envision what you want uh, I get a kick um, out of watching a lot of these TV shows where people uh, win something or they get an award for something and they'll you know, in their acceptance speech, they'll say, this is a dream come true, or, uh, you know, I've dreamt of this moment. And, in you know, in reality, nobody ever really achieves their dreams because nobody ever dreams of achieving things. Uh, and really what, they, what these people have done, though, is they've had a positive can-do attitude, and they've kept a mental picture of what it is that they want. And so, you know, the step four of the improvement process is to really envision or create a mental movie of actually achieving each of your improvement statements. And, you know, you put, when you say uh, uh, you repeat improvement statements to you a couple times a day and, and two or three times a week maybe you envision what it is you want, 
you put the two together and you've got a really potent combination. And what happens is improvement speeds up and happens uh, much, much faster. So Exponentially. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, step five, uh, you know, I, I think all of these improvement steps are important, but probably step five is the, the most important. And it's, uh, you know, it's called self-learning or self-education. And in one sense, uh, it's almost the easiest step. Uh, you know, when you're repeating improvement statements to yourself and then envisioning what you want, your mind kind of moves into a, a heightened sense of awareness, and all of a sudden you'll start noticing opportunities, learning opportunities, information that are directly related to what you're trying to improve. And, and probably before, you never noticed those things. Right. Uh, and, but because you're in this heightened sense of awareness, you now start noticing and paying attention to those things. Um, I, I, I think a very typical example is when somebody buys a new car, you know, all of a sudden you start seeing the same make and model of cars out there that you never noticed before. Exactly. <laughs> you, know, you want a white car, and then all you ever see is white cars? Yeah, with the exact same car. And, you know, it's because at least for a while, the, your new car is kind of your focus of attention. Um, and, and really this... This whole improvement process that I've uh, designed is is aimed at keeping you focused on your improvement until it it actually does happen. Now, you know, after you start noticing and uh, becoming much more aware of of learning opportunities, obviously you've got to take advantage of them, and you uh, you know you try out what you learn. If something doesn't work, uh, you you know you keep trying. Uh, you know kind of in its simplest form, uh, that's kind of what improvement really is all about. Um, the last step uh, is to measure your improvement, uh, which, you know, kind of makes sense. If you don't measure it, how do you, how do you know you're improving? Uh, and actually, it's a lot easier than maybe it sounds. Um, you know, we measure stuff every day, you know, when we make a pot of coffee, when we uh, step on a bathroom scale, you know, we're always measuring things. But to measure your improvement, uh, you really kind of have to ask yourself, what is it I want more of in my life, or what is it I want less of in my life, and then just count it. And, uh, you know, if you, if you want a better financial situation, um, obviously you, you want more money and less debt. <laughs> uh, if exactly. You want, <laughs> you want better relations with somebody, you want more positive interactions with that person and less negative interactions. Uh, so, you know, measuring um, uh, your improvement is, is kind of simple. Uh, you just look at an improvement statement, ask what do I want more of or less of, and then, and then count it, and you can do that daily, weekly, monthly, you know, whatever fits your situation. You know, so those are kind of the six steps, and they're really all designed to kind of keep you focused on your improvement until it actually does happen. So how do you measure the more nebulous things like 
Well, self-confidence is a little easier because you're get, getting out and doing things. Or, you know, self-esteem. Now, how, do, how can you measure some of those? Do you have any ideas on that? Well, uh, sometimes you will have to make uh, a subjective judgment. And one of the things you can do is use the scale uh, on uh, how satisfied you are with them, the one to five point scale that was in the uh, uh, the scorecard, uh, and and you know periodically look at whatever it is you're trying to improve and ask yourself, okay, at this point in time, how satisfied am I with it? And, and you know, if, if you if you relax, if you get yourself really relaxed and you ask yourself that question, your mind knows you will get an answer. Yeah. You know, I ask clients all the time, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 the highest, the best, how happy are you? And they'll come right back with 3 or 5 or 8, whatever it is. They, they don't even equivocate. Yeah, they just I, know. That's, I think that's you know, perfect. You use a 10-point scale. My book has a 5-point scale, but it's, kind of, it's basically the same concept, yeah. Your, your mind really knows where you are and, and what you need. You, you just need to get quiet enough sometimes to ask it. And I think that kind of brings us right up to our final break here. It's time to have a few words from some sponsors. So we'll be right back with my guest, Ray Scudder. So stay tuned for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take World Talk Radio on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We all lead busy lives, and sometimes we think we can't take care of our health. We battle food addictions, time restrictions, and media conflictions when it comes to our health. Now, you can tune in to the Dare to be Healthy show with host Alia Almoayed. Good health comes to those who dare to take the leap into the amazing world of natural healing. Find out what it's like to look and feel great. And finally, live your life to its maximum potential. Let Alia and her guests show you how. Dare to be Healthy is broadcast live Mondays at 11 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? Make sure you check out the iRadio blog, a look at what's hot at World Talk Radio and beyond. Visit www.iradioblog.com today. Get the inside scoop on every channel on our network, including breaking news, featured guests, blog posts from our hosts, and much more. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for even more inside action. Visit iradioblog.com today and stay connected. Do you know that digestive problems, ADHD, and chronic pain can be treated naturally? In fact, most health problems can be treated using integrative and alternative medicine. Find out about cancer prevention and managing diabetes. Learn how to use common herbs and spices to treat a variety of conditions. For the sake of your good health, tune in to Natural Solutions with your host, Dr. Sean Palmer. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. 
Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Ray Scudder. Ray's written a wonderful book on how to improve your life. If you haven't done any self-improvement work, I would recommend that you get this book. It's easy to follow. He has tons of good advice. Ray, tell us how people can get your book and how they can find you. Uh, well, anybody's uh, welcome to email me, and my uh, email address is rayscutter at msn.com. And uh, uh, if anybody's interested in purchasing the book, uh, they can go to uh, net, not .com, but .net. And, uh, you know, that'll take you to Amazon and other places where you can purchase it. Cool. It really is. It's really a very valuable book because it covers areas that others don't cover, and it's the best getting started on self improvement book I've seen. Um, you know, so you know, I really encourage you to to get this book. Go to Amazon or go to HowToImproveYourLife.net. Ray, you got so many wonderful tips and advice in your book. Sounds like you've been given some good tips and some good advice along the way. What What's the best advice anybody ever gave you? Uh, well, that's an interesting question. Um, when I was very young, a young boy, uh, whenever I complained or said I couldn't do something, um, pardon me, I'm sorry, I got a little choked up, uh, my grandmother would always say to me, can't never did anything. And, uh, you know, that has stuck with me my whole life. And it's, you know, really helped me whenever I've had self-doubts or thought that I couldn't do something. Uh, I've, you know, just kind of remembered what she said. And... Uh, you know, it says, yeah, you know, if you set your mind to do something, you really can do anything. So, you really can do anything. What do you think is the best piece of advice you provide in your book? Um, I, I, I think I did say earlier that uh, self-learning was the most important concept in the book, and it really is probably the best piece of advice that uh, I could give anyone, uh, and that's start self-learning or self-educating yourself and, and never stop. Uh, you know, the nice thing about it is uh, uh, self-learning is uh, certainly cheaper than a formal education. Uh, you know, you can study what you want to study. Uh, you can do it at your pace. And so I guess my advice is... Uh, uh, you know, after you get a high school diploma or a college degree, uh, start self-learning and never stop. Yeah, and I'm hearing a couple things there. <clears throat> One is learning about yourself. 
you know, start learning about yourself and who you are. But then, and I think this is probably where Ray's headed is, you know, be self-motivated to learn more and more and more. Is that true, Ray? Is that? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think unfortunately in life there is a, there's a, a lot of people in the world who will say, I want to improve myself. But the number of people gets much, much smaller in terms of people who will actively do something about it and, and get motivated. And uh, uh, so many people, if they, uh, you know, would just uh, take it upon themselves to try and improve themselves, uh, you know, their lives could be so much better. Oh, absolutely. Now, there's so much material and so much help available now with the Internet. It's just, you know, there really is no excuse anymore you can google almost any area of self-improvement that you're interested in and get some solid help just trust your own instincts on some of that though but but it's there for you and it's free and it's some of it is so incredibly valuable that if you don't avail it avail yourself of it it's, you're the loser yeah yeah i certainly agree with that now, do do all does all of your advice, all of the things, the wisdom in your book come from you yourself, or did you glean it from other places? Where did you come by this? Uh, well, I I will take all of the credit uh, for the improvement process. Uh, you know, I don't know of anyone else, uh, to the best of my knowledge, I don't know of anybody else who has designed a process. Uh, that you can use to try and improve, you know, anything. Uh, but as far as all the tips and the recommendations and the advice, uh, I did do a fair amount of research of studies and, um, you know, expert opinions. And, and I, you know, I have included those sources in the, uh, the book's bibliography. But I do want to say that I didn't include any of that information unless I had kind of personally experienced it to the same degree myself. Uh, so, you know, I, I tried not to write anything in the book uh, that I was unfamiliar with. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't consider myself an expert in health. I mean, that's doctors. <laughs> uh, exactly. Or, per, you know, or personal finances. That's you know, personal uh, finance advisors, uh, and even relationships. Uh, I, you know, I am not a counselor. Uh, but I do consider myself an expert in process design, and uh, I do consider myself uh, an expert in one area of the, in the book, and that is uh, improving your career. You know, my whole uh, background has been in human resources, and I think I'm pretty knowledgeable there. Oh. And they all flow together, actually. You know, if you want to improve your career, you're going to have to be doing some fairly intense self-improvement work. Yeah. And, you know, when you improve one thing in your life, one of the nice little side benefits is other things improve, too. <laughs> Absolutely. And sometimes, you know, you start to work on that next thing and you look at it and say, wait a minute. You know, I used to think I had a problem there. But, you know, I, for instance, this is really telling where I used to be. But I used to get myself involved a little now and then in some road rage. I was very angry for a period of my life, and now I, it just seems almost laughable that I would get so upset. 
when I'm driving in traffic. I, I don't have that issue anymore. I didn't address it specifically, but I addressed a lot of other things. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you're yeah. not alone. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right, we're right up to the end of the show, so I'm going to ask you to think a minute about the thought that you want to leave our audience with, that one zinger, while I tell them a little bit about next week's show, okay? Sure, sure. Next week, we're going to have Allison Maslin back. Allison was the first one on the self-improvement show the day we launched. She's a coach extraordinaire to entrepreneurs she has some wonderful wonderful new programs out that i really want her to share with you so you know we're going to have little bubbly allison maslin back next week so be sure you come back now ray leave us with some gems of wisdom uh well one of the things that i do say in the last chapter is uh, when you improve, all of humanity benefits. And I realize that's a pretty bold statement, but I, I really think there's some truth in it. Um, you look at the whole history of mankind. I mean, one generation, it really just passes improvements on to the next generation. And I think when anyone improves something in their life, it does have a ripple effect. You know, if you become a better parent, your children certainly benefit and become have better lives. And But even if you don't have children, uh, the improvements that you make uh, in your life extend to others, you know, sometimes in ways that you can't even imagine. And uh, so I guess the, you know, the final um, message that I would uh, want to say is, you know, when you improve, all of humanity eventually does benefit and also improves. Absolutely. It has a wonderful ripple effect. Ray Scudder, we thank you so much for being on the Self-Improvement Show today. I know that many people have benefited from your being our guest. Well, thank you very much for having me. I've enjoyed it. Great. This is Irene Conlon saying to come back next week and hear what Allison Maslin has to say. We've enjoyed having you on the Self-Improvement Show, and we'll have to say goodbye for now. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.